0: Hi, welcome back to My Daily Briefing. This is Gwen Dias, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast and discovering that the Bible really does make sense when its stories are told in chronological order. Here's Ed with our next episode. Hi, it's Ed again. Let's go to episode 322, titled, Paul Arrives in Jerusalem. You can find this event in Acts 21. After a tearful goodbye with the elders from Ephesus, Paul reboarded the ship he had met in Asos. It sailed from Miletus to Patera. In Patera, Paul and his traveling companions had to change ships. They found one that was headed to Caesarea, the Roman capital of Israel. But the ship had to make several stops along the way, so it was a slow, tedious journey. One of the longer stops was in Tyre, where the ship had to unload some cargo. This gave Paul and his friends an opportunity to find some fellow believers. They stayed with them for the seven days that the ship was in port. The believers from Tyre urged Paul not to return to Jerusalem. Some of them even prophesied through the Holy Spirit that Paul's life would be in danger once he arrived. But Paul felt he needed to go despite the warnings. Then when it was time for the ship to leave for Caesarea, all the believers accompanied the travelers out of the city. They knelt on the beach and prayed together before Paul and his companions reboarded the ship. After finally docking in Caesarea, Paul and his friends went to the home of Philip. You might remember Philip was an evangelist and had been one of the original deacons in the Jerusalem church. While they were there, a prophet named Agabus came from Judea to speak to Paul. Agabus was very much like an Old Testament prophet. He not only spoke the prophecies God gave him, but he also acted them out. He borrowed Paul's belt and tied his own hands and feet with it. Then he prophesied, The Holy Spirit says, In this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and hand him over to the Gentiles. Everyone who was there became very concerned for Paul's safety and begged him not to go to Jerusalem. But Paul responded by saying, Why are you crying and breaking my heart? I am ready to be put in chains and even die for the sake of the Lord Jesus. When the believers realized that they could not prevent Paul from going, they gave him their blessing and said, The Lord's will be done. When they finally arrived in Jerusalem, Paul and his friends were warmly welcomed by the believers. The next day they went to see James, Jesus' half-brother, who was still a leader in the Jerusalem church. All the church elders showed up to welcome them back, and Paul gave a full report of everything that had happened during his third missionary journey. The church leaders praised God when they heard that many Gentiles had committed their lives to Jesus. Then the elders brought up a concern they had. Some Jewish Christians think that you are teaching Jewish believers to abandon the laws of Moses. They are afraid, they said, that you are opposed to the Jewish customs that many of them still value, customs like circumcision and not eating certain foods. The elders asked Paul to dispel this rumor by joining four men who wanted to go through purification rites but did not have the money to pay for them. They suggested, if you go through the rites with them and pay their fees, then everyone will know that you still honor those Jewish laws. So Paul agreed. He knew that observing the rites was not necessary, but he also knew that participating in them was not sinful. So Paul went to the temple with the men and began the purification process. The ritual took seven days to complete. Think about it. A great indicator of a true relationship with God Is our ability to love and support other Christians, even when they practice their faith a little differently than we do. Paul was willing to do anything, except sin, to bring people closer to Jesus and preserve unity within the church. In Ephesians 4, verse 2, he encouraged his readers to be completely humble, gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, and make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Now here is the question. Are you willing to love and support fellow believers whose faith in Jesus looks a little different than yours? We must not let non-essential details destroy our unity in Christ. Now go and be patient today.